It's hot as hell. I'm complaining. Jeff just ran away. Yeah. It's you and me, Eric. It's this our is, podcast now. This is episode 48 of our podcast, Gus. Yeah. Um, we're coming up to RTX pretty soon. Oh, yeah. It's like in two or three weeks from Yeah, now? something yeah. like that, because this comes out, what, next week? So yeah. then it's like a week after that or something. Oh, damn. Let's see. Hang on. Let me see. The 20th. July 7th to 9th. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's like, you're like a week and a half out wow. by the time this comes out. Wow. So this is episode 48. Um, on episode 47, we were at Terrible Love. Uh, we talked about the pre-summer heat. We talked about the Kennedy School in Hyde Park. We shot who? Who, who shot Jr. <laughs> who did shoot Jr. <laughs> I don't know. Did anyone tell us? No. We talked about the parlor. What the fuck. Uh, we talked about King of the Hill. I uh, talked about uh, Delaware and Thundercloud subs. We talked about the summer '98. I had a Thundercloud earlier today. Wow. What a world we're living in. But but that was all episode 47. This is episode 48. The the, the guy who made my sub. You have to say good morning, Gus. He's looking up who shot Jr. No, I'm actually doing something way worse than that. I'm writing it down as a note to talk about on my podcast. Uh, Come on. Uh, I, I'll look it up. The the guy who... Can you say good morning, Gus? Good morning, Gus. Christ. It wasn't the guy who made my sandwich, but another guy who was at Thundercloud when I went there earlier. Shot JR? No. <laughs> he had a beard that was like 18 to 20 inches long. Like, it was oh, so long. Yeah. And no, like beard net or anything it's like it was just it's practically hanging down into the sandwich and the whole time i was in line waiting to get up to the counter to order i was like please not that guy please not that guy because <laughs> it just seemed like the bottom of his beard was brushing every sandwich he was making i was like i i didn't get him luckily i got a really i got another dude who was really surly uh in, in the thundercloud tradition so it was all good keeping austin weird i'd rather take surly than uh than hair in and my what sandwich. did you get at thundercloud the nada chicken nada chicken yeah. you, you like that yeah it's good it's like a you know Fake chicken patty. I usually sandwich. get the Italian sub there, just the plain it's old good. bog standard Italian. I normally don't. I try not to eat meat during the week, so. No, of course. Yeah. Until today. No? What do you mean? Oh, no. Did you? you I, had, had, I, had a, I had a better veggie one. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's great. Uh, uh, Kristen yeah, what, Shepard. I'm sorry? Is that who Kristen shot? Kristen Shepard shot JR. Oh, he, he brought it to this Kristen podcast. Kristen was JR's scheming sister in law and mistress. He was banging his sister in law. Sister in law. Oh, all right, that no Dallas people they're nuts. In a fit of anger. What is the, what is the name of this park? You ran away to go look at. It. I there's nothing. Oh, I missed it. It's right there. I'll be right back. God, he's leaving again for the second time. I think he yelled at me once when I left the podcast yeah. when we were down on Old Torf because I ran to the tree. Yeah, he's left it twice now. So RTX should be pretty good. Um, we'll be do, me and Jeff will be doing a break show, but we'll be doing this as a live podcast, having some coffee, yeah. hanging out with everyone. Um, that should be a lot of fun. He's so running. come to RTX, RTXAustin.com. Apologies, I didn't see the sign before. Aylor's Park. Oh, uh, got it. I don't Aylors? Aylors. E-I-L-E-R-S? Yeah, Aylors. Yeah, that's an Austin name. Yeah. Come on. As you know, you've been here long enough. You should know. Nope. I call uh, it Bullburger. It's common, common Austin name. Um, I used to live really close to here. Down, We're on you know, uh, Aylors Park right off of uh, Lake Austin Boulevard. I lived like a, further, a few blocks further west from here. I used to rent a house over there. This whole area has changed quite a bit. I think we mentioned before they built that H-E-B over here. That used to be like... There used to be a Randall's over there. I lived when I lived here. That was still a Randall's, and it was always like it was a great grocery store because it was always empty. Yeah, there was never <laughs> anyone there. You just <laughs> described every Randall's in Austin. Yeah, yeah. It's like eh, it costs a little more, but it's empty. I don't have to deal with anyone, and it's right there. I'm not gonna out where I live by uh, with this, but we go to a Randall's we call Sad Randall's because it's just. <laughs> It's empty and sad at all times, but yeah. you, they're like you could go in the pandemic and they'd have everything. Yeah, because nobody thinks to go there. I know what you're talking about because I've been to that Randall's. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's great in a pinch. Yeah, it's it's empty. Um, did we talk? I don't know if we talked about that this on this podcast, but 
I only recently discovered that Randall's is like an, basically an Austin thing. I had no idea. Yeah, like everywhere else it has a different name, but it's owned by Tom Thumb. It was part of Tom Thumb, which was based out of Houston, which yeah. is now owned by Safeway. So it's like it's Safeway like three layers removed. But I think the only remaining Randall's in operations is the one are the ones here in Austin. So it is. And, I, and there might be one in Houston or two in Houston. Well, if it is local, they need to up their local food fare then. They don't carry most good brands. Well, it's Safeway. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> so we just, we covered it's local. That. <laughs> the only ones are in Austin. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's just weird that they keep that same specific naming and branding despite the fact Randall's as an independent entity probably went away decades ago. Um, I never liked Randall's because I hated having to use having to, I hated having to give them my phone number to get a card. I'm sure if you like if you've been to Safeway, it's the same thing. You have to give them a phone number. It's like you don't get the good deal unless you give them your phone number. I'm like I don't want to give them my fucking phone number. It's another it's another excuse another way for people to get my phone number and just call me. Do what I do. Put in your fiance or wife's number. I, yeah, I just put in Emily's this, number. This is when I was younger. I'm talking about. Okay. Like, I, I, I'll I, give you Emily's number today. Like, this is before he had a girlfriend. Yeah, right. so. She doesn't even have an account. This you was just like have to put a number in and it <laughs> just says accepted. Yeah, that's true. This was. A long time ago, when you had to like fill out the paper, remember they used to yeah, give you like yeah. the registration. Now they don't give a fuck. It's like I, you just give them a number. Are you against Blockbuster for the same reason? Yes, I yes. will say they do something sketchy at all the Randalls in Austin that I see it all the time now. You mean all the Randalls? Yeah. Oh, sorry, all the Randalls uh, of the local Randall, local Austin Randalls. Uh, they if they had in the self checkout lines, I'd say about every other time I go through it, it asks me if I want to take a survey, yeah. like answer these ten yeah. questions. And I always just ignore it. And there'll always be a guy or a lady behind me who works there that goes, do you mind if I fill out that survey for you? Uh, nice. No, I guess not. And then I leave and they're like, boop, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Yeah. yeah. And they will always like ask if they can fill out the survey. Yeah. Like, You're not going to yeah. fill out the survey? And I'm like, I wasn't planning on it. And they're like, I got you. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. I, I don't, I'm not going to out this place, but I saw something somewhat related yesterday. I went to uh, pick up takeout food at a restaurant, a local Austin establishment. And uh, the dude in front of me ordered something. Uh, like, he walked up to the counter, ordered something. Uh, you know, and he does that thing where he, like, he has to put his credit card in the machine, then they flip the screen over so he can, like, fill out the tip and sign it or whatever. They flipped the screen over. He just looked at it and walked away. Like, didn't put a tip, didn't put no tip, didn't sign it, nothing. So, like, the employee watched him walk away, then flipped it back over to her side and put $2 tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang. And just continued. I was like... I'm not going to falter for that. Don't out, don't out it on the podcast, but tell me later. All right. <laughs> I, know. I, was, I was like, it's kind of a dick thing not to fill it out. I was yeah, like, right. Yeah, it, just, what, whatever. It was. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm not. I'm not going to say yeah, anything. I'm just going to. I'm just going to mention it to tens of thousands of people on a podcast. <laughs> Pay, paying the two dollar asshole tax. Yep. Uh, so we are doing a dumb thing. It is two in the afternoon in Austin, Texas. It's about 100 degrees outside. Yeah. I think with the heat index, it feels like 109. That's, that's what it is. He said. And it it's it feels in every way like 109. If you're planning to come to Austin during RTX, mm-hmm. it'll be worse than this when you get here. Uh-huh. Significantly worse. And this is pretty bad. So Don't podcast outside while you're here. We're trained professionals. We're yeah, acclimated yeah, we to the weather. We can't recommend you do that. Uh, podcast indoors when you come to visit yeah. us in Austin. Uh, we are at Ehlers Park, <laughs> which is right next to Deep Eddy Pool, which is a public pool yeah. in Austin. That is, you know, everybody in Austin, you hear about the public pool system. Everybody goes to Barton Springs. Barton Springs is, yeah. the, like, the big tourist location. I don't like, I mean, I, I kind of love Barton Springs because of what it is and how beautiful it is. And if you've never been here, uh, there is a legit little spring in the middle of downtown Austin 
where people can sunbathe and swim, and it's pretty fucking big. You pay like five bucks to go in, and you can see the skyline f- yeah. from the water. It's really a unique experience. It's like right uh, across the street from where they have like ACL. Yeah, uh, it is. It's right. The festival. Right on, right on the water there. Uh, about a mile away from there, two miles away from there, is another public park that's also spring fed uh, called uh, Deep Eddy Pool. Which is where we are. Where, which is where we are. We're sitting right outside of it. And it's another, it's just a swimming pool, but it is spring fed. So the water is the same temperature as Barton Springs. It's got the same vibe. It's just cleaner. Yeah. It's just cleaner. You're not going to get toxic algae on you. You're not going to end up with jock itch for six months if you go here. <laughs> this is where I've been going to swim all and, year. And there's a free suitcase over there. Oh, yeah. And Ehlers Park has free suitcases, uh, apparently. Right up on the other side of the parking lot is a place you can see from the street called Deep Eddy Cabaret. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been, I've been to there. Deep Eddy Cabaret. Yeah. I only went once. I had no opinion of it. Yeah. It's a dive bar. I think a lot of older people in Austin, probably from this side of town. Yeah. When I that's the only time I ever went there. When I lived over here in this okay. area, I went there a couple times. I assume that the people who go to Deep Eddie Cabaret are the same people that go to Don's Depot. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like an that. old train where old people go. I've never been there either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the back end of Deep Eddie Cabaret is a tiny little nook of a place called Pool Burger. Yeah. And it's like I don't know. It's a little trailer, and then an indoor-outdoor eating area, and it's phenomenal. So this is part two of our burger uh, Yeah, this diversion. is burger two, which is why we're doing it in the afternoon and uh, not in the morning. Yeah, it's hot as hell. This is this was a terrible idea. Yep. But the burger was really good. I'd never, I'd never been to Pool Burger before. Uh, I got the uh, the Hippie Burger in keeping with my no meat. Uh, so, yeah, I had two lunches today to everyone who's listening. I had Thundercloud <laughs> earlier, and then I had a burger right now. Okay, I'm sorry. Should we? <laughs> Are we getting into the food already? I don't know if you want to get into the food. I was just trying to set the table, set the scene for where we are. Uh, we can on. set the table with some food. Let's talk about it. I think it's interesting. Uh, I think, did we say that Pool Burger was an, NF, was an Anima NFT? I don't remember. It is. Oh, it is, I mean, for it's sure. def- if we haven't named it before, this is definitely an Anima NFT. It's definitely not. I mean, it's a place that's beloved by locals. It's been around for about five years. It's. I don't think it's hit the levels of tourism, like a, a tourist location, but... It's fucking awesome. They're always playing, like Eric said, Yacht Rock. They have DJs on the weekend that spin re- actual records that play Yacht Rock. It's all beach-themed, but in a kind of an adorable way, not like a goofy way. It's very well, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just it's designed well. They yeah. even sell fun merchandise. You can buy, like, beach hats and towels and sunglasses and shit. And the Do they sell portable f- air conditioners? Because I could use one. <laughs> it's fucking hot. The hamburgers are... That was that was an excellent burger. Fantastic. That was really good. The, uh, the star for me though was the French fries. Yeah. Those French they have like crinkle cut French fries that have a real nice crisp on the outside, and they're like really, they got a great bite to yeah. them when you bite into them. I think I got the all American burger, maybe loyal burger. Loyal. We got the, me and you got the same thing. Loyal burger. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, the only knock I would have, I would give it a ten, except my burger fell apart. Oh, the thing, it, you, to, it totally falls apart. Like the bottom bun? Yeah, the, my bottom, my bottom bun yeah. got too soggy and just fell apart. My so bottom I was like bun trying is to, so soggy right now. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this, my top bun heat. is pretty soggy right now <laughs> and swampy. Uh, it, uh, anyway, it, it, so it fell apart, and that's kind of a bummer when your burger loses its structure. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. But uh, maybe the best crinkle cut fries I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if if I were to again, th- I feel like it's not a compare. It's not for me. It's not a fair comparison to Casino because I got a veggie burger here and I didn't at Casino. Sure, uh, totally different. As far as veggie burgers go, like that was amazing. It was phenomenal. Like one of the best veggie burgers I've ever had. But if you're talking like burger at large, it's hard to say because sure, it's not it's not beef. Uh, if I was giving it like a veggie burger, I'd give it like probably like a ten for a veggie burger. Really, uh, overall for an actual burger, I mean eight maybe. But it's just that. But it's not fair. It's it's not, it's not fair. It's not beef. Uh. 
what I will say about this place is you should you have to, it's a little expensive. You have to order your fries separately from the burger. It doesn't just come with it. Mm -hmm. These guys both got two drinks each. This one's um, hot as hell. I was hoping this would keep me it's, cool. It's a pro move. It was. Do you feel like a pro right now? I feel so professional. <laughs> well, the the reason I do it is because I come here a lot, and it's pretty usually pretty busy, and you you drink a diet coke pretty fast, and then you got to go stand in line again. It's annoying when you know you're going to get two. Uh, the reason it, I think the line takes a little bit long too is the like the guy, like the cashier, is also the bartender. Yeah. Because they do a lot of tiki drinks at this place. So if you're looking for a place to get a tiki drink and a burger, it is hard to beat. They have some strong drinks. I love this place. They also carry, uh, if you're into, like, different sodas, they carry two flavors of Jamaican ting here. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. see that. I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, they have Dang. the green and the pink. Ooh. Yep. Ting. Hey, hey, guess what? I'm going to get a third drink on the way back to <laughs> the car. Jesus Christ. Well, I'll, 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 I'll be right there with you, dude. I love it. All right. All right. Let's go and do that. I, um, what did you think of, like, you were saying it's kind of themed, but in, like, an adorable way. What did you think about that food all being cooked in the, like, Airstream, like, jet fucking... Uh, Jetliner. What am I trying to say? Jesus like Airstream. Christ. Yeah, the uh, the Airstream trailer. I got something in my eye right as I was trying oh. to think. I didn't. I didn't notice it. It was. It was that what was off to the side. Yeah. Off to the right there. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I kind of saw it in my periphery. I didn't really. I just hope it's air conditioned for the whoever. Dude, I hope there. so too. It's. I got. Brutal. I got no problem. It's just like any other food truck or food trailer. It's really good. It's fine. Yeah, it's a cool place. I give it a ten I, I, just because I love it. Yeah. It's like I don't oh. even know if you can call it a food trailer because it's it's a permanent fixture. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. And it's a part of the whole design of the place. It's it's I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick sidebar here. It's so hot <laughs> here that I put you know I had my my bottle of Coke on the table and when I picked it up there's like a ring of condensation left. A caterpillar appeared out of nowhere, made a beeline for the condensation, drank it all. Yeah. Kept walking over here. I put my bottle in front of it so that I could drink more all the condensation off it. This thing is going to fucking town. There's like no condensation left on this side of the bottle over here. Dude, it has drank every drop of water. You are making that caterpillar's day, man. It must be so thirsty. Get a picture of it. It's like it's the, plus also like the outside of the bottle's cool and this thing's this thing's gonna be talking about this for years to come. <laughs> so on the way here, we took a little bit of a circuitous route to get to. That's a big word. Thank you. Uh, to get to big words for the big dog. <laughs> um, but we drove by a bunch of places. We drove by casino. We were on six. We saw a car driving down the wrong side of the street that almost hit us. All the time. We all the time. <laughs> We went by a bunch of places, and you guys talked about a few different things. A, a hotel where you had people staying, and there was a building <laughs> that blew up. There was uh, an old place where you used to work. There were uh, a bunch of different things. I and used then, to live right over there. And then also, Jeff almost ran out of gas. That, yeah. I, I, I could have sworn we had told that story here on this podcast, but I guess we didn't because Jeff acted like he didn't know this story, which, by the way, was fucking infuriating to me. Uh Years ago, this must have been back oh, 04, because I was living with Jeff at the time. So this is like a season, this is before RVB? No, this no is season one? Season two. two? Season two, RVB. okay. Have we been to New York yet? Yes. Okay. Uh, that was January 04. Yes. So this was later than that. I was living with you. Um, I don't know where you guys went, but Jeff and Bernie had gone out of town somewhere. And uh, they were coming back to Austin, and they wanted me to pick them up obviously before Uber or anything like that. Taxis existed. I don't know why they weren't taking it. I know why they weren't taking a taxi. They were fucking cheap. Uh, <laughs> and I was free. So they asked me to pick them up. I think I didn't have something. My truck wasn't working or I didn't have it. Or it was in the shop like it always was. And so I had to take Jeff's truck on 
there. His old like sky blue sixty five or sixty three, I think. No, no mine's, yours is sixty three. sixty four. Mine was sixty seven. Yeah, Chevy yeah. C ten pickup step side. So I took your 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 step side pickup out there. What I didn't know at the time was that Jeff's gas gauge on his truck was broken. It would get down to a quarter tank and it would just stick there. It freeze, yeah. So I got in his truck, started it up, had a quarter tank of gas, uh, and you know th- those things used a lot of fuel. But Jeff didn't live too far from the airport; it was really close. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm, it's fine. I'll I'll be able to make it there and back, no problem." Um, so I, I go driving down to the airport. Right as I'm pulling into the airport, you pull off of 71 and you like pull that go drive down towards the airport. The truck started sputtering and it died. I'm like, "Great!" So like I have to I coast. I pull off to the side. Uh, and like put the hazards on, and I'm like, what happened? And I was like, oh, I can tell very quickly. It, the truck's just out of gas. The gas gauge doesn't work. I think by this point, you all had landed, I think, and I think I called you, and you're like, oh, yeah, the gas gauge is broken. It's probably out of gas. I'm like, fuck. So I'm like m- halfway down between 71 and the airport, and the truck was no gas. So I turn around, I just leave the blinkers on, and I start walking back towards 71 because there's a gas station back there. And I'm like, I don't have a gas can. I'll probably just go down to the gas station. I'll buy a gas can, fill it up with like a gallon of gas, and figure this out. So as I'm walking away from the truck, I, I don't know if you know this, airports have a lot of security. <laughs> they do. Uh, the cops show up. Uh, and, you know, this, like, this, this cop shows up. He's like, what are you doing? I explain, like, hey, I was just driving here. I was supposed to pick up some friends. But truck ran out of gas. I'm walking back over to the gas station to, uh, to get some gas. And he's like, all right, you know, let me see your license. I'll, I'll give you a ride out over there. Like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. I hand him my license. Why would you get, why, uh... I, uh, I I was stupid. I knew my license was suspended at the time. Uh, Why was your license suspended? I think I had unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was more irresponsible in my youth than Has I am now. Has your license ever been suspended? No, never. No, same. Um, so I, uh, he's taking me out there. We get to the, the gas station. I get down. I buy the thing of gas. Like, I'm filling it up. And the cop comes up to me. He's like, do you know your license is suspended? I'm like... Oh, yeah. About that. Forgot about that. You okay? I'm Ooh. watching a wasp eat a caterpillar. Oh, my That's the caterpillar God. I gave the no, water to. No, no, it's not. It your is. Cat- your oh caterpillar's over here. See, look, oh, okay. here's your caterpillar. Right okay. <gasps> Good. Don't Which, look. By the way, the, Don't mo- look. the most impressive thing about this whole thing is Gus was telling that story while navigating the caterpillar around the table. <laughs> without- Dude, that's... Horrible to see. Oh my god! It's great to not have to worry about something flying out of the sky and eating me. Did you get a photo of it? Yeah. That's okay. the saddest. Oh my god! Most heartbreaking thing. Wait till you hear the rest of my story, because <laughs> yeah, it's even sorry. sadder. Sorry, but fuck, dude. Whoa. <laughs> that's fucked up. I've never seen that before. Kill that thing before it stings us. I feel it's, like it's gonna come if, after us. If you try to kill it, it's gonna sting. It's gonna be full after yeah. eating that. It's gonna oh be fine. I'll just like set my coke on top of it. I don't want to do anything to it. Well, it's got a lip. It wouldn't kill it. It would just trap it until we left. I don't want to do anything to it. Okay. I want to hear the rest of Gus's story. So he's like, oh, yeah. Is your license suspended? Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He's like, you know, I could arrest you right now. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you could, couldn't you? (laughs) He's like, lucky for you, I didn't see you actually driving the truck. He's like, I'll give you a ride back to the truck. You can put the gas in it, but you cannot drive it away. You have to push it into the parking lot. And call one of your friends wow. to come drive it. I was like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever, whatever you want, no problem. What the fuck? <laughs> so he takes me back to the to the truck. By the way, I get a call from, I think, Bernie at this time. goes, hey, uh, we got tired of waiting for you. We took a cab. <laughs> so they fucking left me there to deal with this all by myself. Uh, the cop takes me back to Jeff's truck. I put the gallon of gas in, and he watches me push it into the parking lot. Jeff or Bernie never come back. Well, we were in a cab. How can we come back? Yeah, uh, that's true. 
Uh, and he does, the cop doesn't help me. He watches me push it. I push it into the long-term parking lot, pull a ticket, push it into a parking spot, leave it there. I have to walk to the terminal. They don't come and get me, Eric. I have to walk Wh- to the terminal, why? get in a cab, and then go back to Jeff's house to give him the keys and tell him where his truck's what? parked. Here's Now, here's uh-huh. here's the thing about this story. Okay. Here's what, here's, here's what I remember about this story. Nothing. I have no memory of this happening. For all, for all I know, Gus has just invented this in this moment. This totally happened. Uh, I don't so when I when that. you gave me the keys, was I annoyed that you left my truck somewhere and I had to go get it? Uh, I feel like I would have been. I, I think you were a little annoyed, but I was annoyed that y'all had left me there. So it was like, did we fight? No, but it was like double annoyances canceling each other okay, out. Okay, <laughs> it was like that kind of thing. Wow. Uh, but yeah, that was that was so fucking dumb. Well, it used to be they used to set up speed traps at that airport. Yeah. When they first opened, and really? for the first few years, yeah, because you know the speed limit from seventy-one going down the terminal is like forty-five miles yeah. an hour or something. Yeah. But people would just drive like fifty-five, sixty, whatever. So I remember you always had to go forty-five on the dot because they would pull you over and give you a speeding ticket wow. at the fucking airport. What's the lowest? All right, what's the lowest over the speed limit you've ever been pulled over? Oh, I think I was pulled over on Riverside once for going like four over the speed limit. No way. Yeah. I, I was my same thing when back when we used to live on Riverside together at that house. Uh, down by Pleasant Valley, I got pulled over once for going 46 in a 45. No, Let me tell you something. That's not, you it, can't. It's almost like when you live in certain parts of town, they're looking for an excuse yep. to pull you over. Yeah. Uh-huh. 40 fucking 6. Middle of the day. It wasn't like it was 1 in the morning and I could have been yeah, drunk. Same with me. It was, it was the middle like of the day. 2 in the afternoon was, on Wednesday. It was like a Saturday at 2 for me. It was what like, the the guy's like, what's the big hurry? And I was like, I, well, I, I, I don't think there is. And he's like, well, you were speeding. And I was like, I don't think I was. And he's like, I clocked you at a smooth 46. And I'm like, what's the speed limit? 45? Okay. Yeah. What, what do you want from I me? I got a ticket. He didn't give me a warning. Yeah, I think I got, I got a ticket. I got a ticket, too. That was that wow. was my first ticket ever, actually. Really? Now that really? I think about it, that was my first ticket ever. <laughs> led me on a life of crime that, led, that ended with my license being suspended <laughs> and me almost being arrested at the Austin airport. My first ever ticket, I was 16, I got a parking ticket, and I had to go down to the court and pay it. This is in Mobile. And when I went into the court to pay it, I, you know, by myself, I didn't know what to do. My mom was just like, I'm at work. You'll figure it out. Yeah. She kind of gave me the, like, the lay of, this is how you handle this. They want to take your money. Yeah. And so I went and I handled it, and it was scary, and I talked to grownups, and it was like a whole thing, but I paid my $40 or whatever. And I came back out, and I had parked illegally, and I got a ticket. Oh, you my God. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. So my first ticket, paying for my first ticket, gave me my second ticket. Did you immediately turn around and pay for the second one? Or? No, I didn't have the money. Yeah. I just God. fucking got in the car and went home. That sucks. I think I went and cut grass or something to get cash. <laughs> That's terrible. Wow. Uh, Do you want to apologize for Gu- to Gus for not giving him a ride? Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry you probably didn't clearly communicate that you needed a ride. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been Man, this is like the definition over the of moon to help you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, would, I can't remember where you guys were. Uh, it, it, it might have been. It might have been New York again. Bernie, went to, we used to go to New York a lot that first But by years. that point, why wouldn't I have gone with you? Because I was there. You might have had something else going on. I don't know. It doesn't seem right. It might have been. An old call center thing? Oh. No. I wouldn't have been. I wasn't working there anymore. Okay, by that point you weren't? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know then. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was. I might have quit that year. Yeah, I might have been. It was, it was probably right around that time. It might have been. Yeah, some bullshit work thing. Uh, well, keeping on our drive to get here, uh, you guys talked about a hotel that you used to put people up at? What yeah, was that? There was a, like an extended stay hotel out there on West 6th Street, kind of by like 6th and Guadalupe. Uh-huh. It's under construction. Like they tore it down. It's on. It's like they're building in something there now. Who knows what the fuck it is? There was something built in between too. Like they tore that extended stay down years ago. Yeah. Did they leave its corpse? Did it leave the corpse here? Uh, pieces of it. It looked like it ate most of it. It did. Oh, like okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we would put people up at that 
motel because when our office was down, like at Seventh and Congress, mm-hmm. uh, it was walking distance, and they could come by and whatever. So one time we put a bunch of people up there. We had like a bunch of people, a bunch of voice actors in recording Red versus Blue lines because we were, we're working on new season. Probably doing season seven. If I had to guess, I would guess that was probably it. Um, and that extended stay motel was right across the street from that old Intel building we talked about before. That Intel mm-hmm. started constructing, and then they stopped, and it was like a skeleton of a building for many years. What we didn't realize was, and we, we didn't warn anyone because we didn't realize it, was that, uh, I think a wasp landed to your left, Eric. Oh, God. Um, Should have put that Coke can on it. Where'd it go? I saw it come in. Anyway, uh, that Intel building was right across the street from it, uh-huh. and we put everyone up there the weekend it was scheduled to be demolished. So at, like, that... Saturday at like 6 a.m. they set off all the explosions to to uh, demolish the old Intel building. <laughs> it was about it was about 19 stories at that time I think Whoa. where they had stopped constructing. I don't remember. It was pretty big. But yeah, they uh, <laughs> imploded it uh, and it woke everyone up <laughs> at the at the extended stay motel. I'm sure they were all terrified. Oh my god! Yeah, they thought a bomb went off. It was it was pretty big deal. When wow. a bomb did go off, <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> but it did. It bomb. scared the shit out of all those people. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Race have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Race is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product. It's just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Race offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Race with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Race Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. From childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions, Shady Race is making a lasting impact on their lives through sunglasses. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. So just for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ANMA for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Hey, everyone, I want to take a moment to remind you that RTX 2023 is happening this July 7th through 9th. Join us this summer for a memorable weekend at our Camp for Indoor Kids, featuring more than 15 live shows, special meet and greets, exclusive parties, fun panels, and much more, with guests ranging from your favorite RT groups like Funhouse and Achievement Hunter to friends like Therapy Gecko, the Super Carlin Brothers, and new rock stars. RTX 2023 is an event you won't want to miss. Badges for this three-day fun fest are available for as low as $55. So thanks for listening to me. Get very excited about RTX. We're looking forward to meeting all of you there. Head over to rtxaustin.com to get more information about the event and buy your badge today. Um, yeah, when, at my old job before Rooster Teeth, we would put um, out-of-town visitors up at that hotel, too, because my old office was at 6th and Congress, close to where the Rooster Teeth studio was. So we would always have out-of-town visitors staying over there and then walking back and forth. That extended stay was such a great little local secret. Not local secret, but it was a great little secret because you didn't think about it. It was all it, You could always book rooms there. It was reasonable because it wasn't, like, super fancy or anything. Right. And it was so centrally located. Yeah. And it had a huge parking lot. That's what I remember about it. And you could park there whenever you wanted to on a Friday or Saturday. It was like a great space to come park when you want to go drinking. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about paying. I miss that parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have they done anything with that uh, post office 
That's right over there too. The building is still there. It's still it, yeah. Just it's gonna it. it's gonna be a well. It's it's been going to be a building for many years, but I'm pretty sure they're gonna build like maybe. Maybe the, a taller building than we currently have there. That's one of the post offices we got chased off from. Yes. In the early days. What is, what it turns out we didn't get chased off. Well, we thought we, we thought got we were getting off. chased off. Okay. So that that post office had one of those things. I mean, lots of post offices have this where you can drive up and they have like the blue box outside where uh-huh. you can put le- put mail in that you're sending if you don't have to go into the post office, right? Like a drive up mail okay. drop thing. In the early days, before we had a fulfillment house, we would ship all of our DVDs and merch ourselves. Uh, we would, you know, get together at Jeff's house and label everything up and stamp Put it. Put them in manila envelopes, yes. write a joke. Right. Send it all out. So, you know, we would have, like, truckloads of stuff to send. And one of the time we would have to... F- there, were, there were many problems you wouldn't think about that go along with this, but... One of the problems was we had, we're like we ha- we physically have a lot of mail we need to send out, uh-huh. so we went down. We discovered that that mailbox at that sixth and Guadalupe or fifth and Guadalupe post office, that exterior blue box went underground. Went underground. Like it wasn't just oh. you didn't just put stuff into it and you wouldn't fill the box. You'd be like, that's it. We got to move on because we were having to do that. So here's what we, th- we found that out because I kind of want to put this in perspective. The first run of DVDs we sold uh, that we ordered was ten thousand. Okay. All right, we sold through those very quickly. We then ordered, we kept, then we, we began ordering in increments of 10,000. These were in the early days. Mm-hmm. So we were pushing out 10,000 DVDs an order, uh, and which was an exciting thing to do. 10,000 people wanted to buy DVDs, but we had never considered how big 10,000 DVDs are. Yeah, you got like three and, or four people trying to physically mail, mail 10,000 DVDs. And how to do it. So we would split them up in the cars, and we would drive around, and we would fill up every blue post office box in we town. We did the same thing at Megasix. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, that was what, that was what our brains came what up with. Sean and Garrett had a route. Yep, they, yeah, oh, we did, yeah. Dude, it's like, we would go to this one, go to that one. We'd just go till you couldn't fit a DVD in the mail slot, yeah. and then we'd just go to yeah. another, and we all had routes. Did you do it during the day or in the dead of night? Dead Both. Of, well, <laughs> I remember preferring the dead of night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so, Gus is right. When we found the one downtown, and we dropped the DVD in, and we heard it go... <laughs> like a cartoon. And we go, holy shit, there's a lot of room. Uh-huh. So that became our go-to, and we started jamming that motherfucker. Because we were at home, we could only process maybe 500 a day. Right. And we, so we were like, you get off of work, we all work in our day yeah. jobs. So we would work from, like, Gus and I would work 7 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., typically, uh, or four to midnight, but usually it was seven to four yeah. or four thirty. We'd come home, we'd grab a bite to eat, and then we'd start stuffing DVDs until like nine o'clock at night, and yeah. then we'd go out and we'd mail them, exhausted, right? Uh, and so that became place was a godsend to yeah. us because you'd have to drive around anymore. It's like you could just go to one place. However, I'd say maybe the third time we went there, we're dumping DVDs <laughs> and from down the hill because it's like it's on a hill, right? And it's one of those things where like if you walk into the post office on the left side, you're on the main floor. Yeah. If you walk into it on the right side, it's under. It's like yeah. a level under. Some guy came running up that hill, screaming at us, waving his arms, yelling at us. We freaked the fuck out. Yeah, like jumped in the car and peeled out of there. <laughs> Got the fuck out of town. Like oh shit, they're, they're chasing us. And they're like, they're onto us. We gotta lay low for a while. We gotta go back to the route. We As gotta... if we we thought we were in trouble for mailing well, stuff. The, yeah. the problem is that unrelated to the well, somewhat related to this, 
they made us feel like we were doing something wrong. Uh-huh. Yes. Anytime we went yep. to the post office and we were like, we yes. need every stamp you have, yep. or we need every 23-cent stamp you have. or And they'd be like, we can't give you all. I need every single international shipping we uh, need, uh, form you have. How many? I don't remember what the denomination is to you. 23 cents. 23, Edna, Edna Ferber. Ferber. Yeah. All right. We needed these Edna Ferber stamps. Uh, I think, oh, shit. I said 23. That might not be it. It might I, be 27 or something. But anyway, it was this specific increment that we figured out that was perfect for what we needed. Uh-huh. Like three Edna Ferbers and something else. Uh, but an Edna Ferber stamp, it wasn't a common stamp, so uh-huh. we'd have to... Bernie was... It was like Bernie's specialty. He would drive around to post offices and buy all the Edna Ferbers. Just 83 cents stamp. 80, okay, Wow. 83. And so I watched this happen. Walked into a post office in maybe Buda one, or South Austin one day, and Bernie says... I need to buy all your Edna Ferber stamps. And the guy goes, oh, I don't think he can afford it. And Bernie goes, how many Edna Ferber stamps do you have here right now? And the guy goes, uh, let me look. And he comes back and he goes, we got, uh, we got about 1,300. And Bernie goes, great, we'll take them. And he goes, excuse me? We're like, we'll take them all right now. We need them. And he goes, I can't, I can't sell you that many stamps. Why? What are you talking about? And Bernie about? goes, why? <laughs> and the guy goes, well, somebody else might come in and need them. And Bernie goes, that's me. I'm that guy. I need him. I need 1,300 stamps. And he, they wouldn't. So we're like, what's the... They sold us 1,100. Why? They, they retained what? 200. Someone else might need him. Somebody else you might need him. Dude, this would happen. This wasn't only Every. the Edna Ferber. It was also like, you know, you have to fill out that little green international customs form and yeah. put it on the package. Ugh. I used to have to... I, I have the same fight with them mm-hmm. at the post office pass kind of by the Y and Woke Hill. Kind of what is that over there off of like... Whatever that's Southwest Parkway. Oh, yeah. There's a post office out over there. And that's where I used to always have the fight about give me every international uh, customs form you have. And they'd be like, can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, So that's why we felt like we were doing something wrong. Yes. Because they were constantly telling us we couldn't buy everything. They were constantly admonishing us, telling us that what we were doing wasn't allowed. Right. So we laid low on the downtown post office for a while. We eventually made our way back. Started stuffing it at night. One day we needed nice. to do it in the daytime. Yeah. So we did it in the daytime. Gus is dodging a wasp. A very full wasp, by the way. Uh, it might be a different one. Uh, oh, yeah. You heard there's a buffet over yeah, here. Yeah, no kidding. Um, anyway, ugh, it's fucking, man, it's, we're really outside. It's a dangerous podcast today. Uh, so you dodged the downtown so post office. For a long time. And eventually we, we started going back in the yeah. daytime. One day a guy came up again, oh, no. the same guy coming yelling at us. And he goes, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, stop. <laughs> and we're like, uh, we froze. Uh-huh. And he came up and he goes, hey, man, what are y'all doing? And we're like, we're so sorry. We're just, we're, we're independent. We're, yeah, we're, we're, trying, to, we're just trying to mail all We're just trying to figure out. this out. We don't want to break any rules. And he goes, uh-huh. no, man, no. You're just stupid. There's a loading dock. Just bring yeah. it to the loading dock, mm-hmm. man. You're making so much work for us uh-huh. and we go what and he goes follow me and we got in the car and we drove around to the back and he goes you just back up right uh-huh. here and there'll be somebody waiting yeah. for you we'll unload it for you just stop what you're doing <laughs> you're killing us you're and driving us all we could crazy see the destination of all those things of all those things we had stuffed in the mailbox it was coming straight down it was like a giant pile it looked of like DVDs. a laundry chute <laughs> in, a, in a high-rise hotel and it was just thousands of dvds and people having to sort them and like man you guys have been killing us for months just give them to us we'll take care of it and and that and that was a big education that day. Yeah. After that, that was the best thing in the world. Yeah. Going right up to the, the loading dock. The same thing <laughs> happened with Mega 64. And we learned that we could just pull right up, put them in like the little cart things, and they go, all right, thank you. And it makes everyone's job oh, easier. Oh, Dude, man. But we thought. Revolutionary. We thought, oh, boy, we're in trouble. Yep. And they went, no, just come do this. Incredible. I can't believe, I can't believe the same thing exact, fucking happened. Exact Incredible. same story. Incredible. And it's one of those things where it's so logical and it makes so much sense and I feel so dumb for having never considered it. The only thing that makes me feel a little bit better about it is Gus is very smart. Yeah. He never figured it out. <laughs> Bernie is very fucking smart. Mm-hmm. 
he never figured it out. We all had the out. same conclusion. We were, They're after us. We, were just, we, we, just, we just all thought we were being persecuted. Oh. Uh. Oh, man. But everything about starting an online business at that time mm-hmm. was sketchy as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. we were constantly afraid of getting shut down. We were constantly afraid we were doing the wrong thing. We were terrified of taxes yeah. and overcharging or undercharging. Like, it was it was stress, man, in those early days, figuring out how to run a business. It's uh, Especially when nobody else was doing yes, it. It's so much easier now. <laughs> it's like companies that specialize in, yeah. they probably sponsor this podcast sometimes, that specialize <laughs> in helping you launch a business or maintain... <laughs> Your inventory, your ship shit, and all yeah. of that. Um, yeah, it it was, it was. It, it was, was a like, like we were, it was a fucking mess. We were talking about maybe the last episode. We were joking about how I made. Oh, this. I mean, it was actually in a sausage talk for the uh-huh. Face Podcast. Uh-huh. But we was talking about how I made the first four web oh, stores yeah. at Rooster Teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the third one was fast or something. I said I made the first store, then we up- upgraded to the second one, then the third one, which didn't last very long because it was a piece of shit, and then the fourth one, and then that was after the fourth one was when we switched over to uh, Yahoo, which I didn't make, mm-hmm. but um, oh. our fulfillment partner made at that point. <laughs> but you're not you, Steve you guys Yahoo. Making a joke about it, but it was because the reason we were doing that is because. There was no infrastructure in place for us to do what we were doing. Yeah. And so we were trying to find the best solutions. And so we, the first web store we used was one of the first web stores, and it couldn't handle our traffic. So we upgraded, and then that didn't work. And we, we were constantly outsizing the products available. Right. And so it was like, it was this, God, those were interesting days. It sucked. It, it really sucked. did. It sucked, but it was so exciting. But, but it was so, but it was, it was every fucking day. We had to solve some sort of a problem because there was nothing in place for us to do the thing we were trying there, to do. There was there was such a patchwork of technologies and systems put together. Like I remember having I can probably I can probably say the name, but like having to log into like CyberSource and yeah. be like, someone's got a problem. This is the last four digits of their credit card, or this is the transaction ID or the trace number. Like yes. I'm gonna go through and search through this database of every credit card transaction and try to find it and see where did it fail, what's going on, like. What a fucking nightmare. Having to, like, receiving checks and stuff from people and having to dispose of them yeah. properly and learn. Oh, like, all of that, too. Like, remember PCI compliance? Yes. It's like, oh, we need to make sure our store adheres to data security standards and we're processing and getting re- the, removing customer information in the proper way. Like, we learned so much about all of that stuff. It's like, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Like, there's other people that specifically do that kind of stuff. This may sound ludicrous, Okay. But I would love, and I don't think there's a way we could figure it out, I would love to know how many online stores were operating when we launched our online store. Oh, man. Because oh, if you told me it was 100, I'd believe you. If you told me it was 5,000, I'd believe you. But, if, but we, it was so early, yeah. and there was so... What year was that? Oh, three. Well, oh, three is when we launched. 2003. Yeah. That's yeah. so... I was watching something yesterday that was talking about the season finale, or the series finale of Seinfeld. And uh, the commercials that aired in the middle of the series finale of Seinfeld. That was 98. And that was 98. Yeah. And it was talking so about one of the commercials was a bunch of kids running around doing stuff or whatever. And it would be like jeans, $17, bought via internet. And it was for Excite, which was an old search engine mm-hmm. just for online shopping. They had an office on Congress, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah. South Congress. Crazy. Yeah. And it was like five years later and you guys are launching this thing yeah so like to go from here's a nationally televised commercial trying to get people to understand that you can buy things online like pants to you guys launching a web store and yeah. running a business yourselves being 
being run by a guy who almost failed high school in Alabama. And, and <laughs> we were 48th in the nation yeah. at the time. And, that, and it's like that, when you talk about the speed, what, what I'm doing is, is framing this. Because when you talk about the speed at which you guys had to learn and do, and now there's companies who can do... Yep, and now there's companies who can do it for you. That time span was incredibly short, and it happened so fast, and you guys weren't just on, like, the bleeding edge. You were, like, trailblazing the whole... That's insane. That's fucking terrifying. If if we had Shopify as it exists today Mm -hmm. in 2003... We probably would have been three times as successful. Yeah. Because we yeah. would have had, we would have spent so much less physical and mental effort yeah. trying to do things, trying to invent things, or, or working harder to make up for the fact that there was no smart way to do them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just had like, to brute force so every problem. Time, brute forcing everything, yeah. Fucking dumb. That's so crazy. And, and I think, God, this sounds like old man talk, but. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I think the real turning point or the real like eye-opening moment was like smartphones as we know them now, right? Like iPhone it, and Android phones, right. and watch, watching yep. everything converge yep. down into one device that was always connected. You kept it with you in your pocket. It's not like going home, getting on your computer, be like, "I'm going to log on to the internet." Like mm-hmm. time to connect to the internet. It's like, oh no, you're just always there. You can buy the shit from your from something in your pocket. You can communicate, get it all done that way. Like, that was crazy. I think we tried to bridge that gap internally. Us uh, tried to bridge that gap with the sidekick for a while. Mm-hmm. But, it like, the technology wasn't there. It wasn't really until, um, you know, these smartphones as we know them now really brought everything together that it really worked well. Yeah. I remember on my, we talked about this, on my sidekick, like, I used to take care of our servers back then. On my sidekick, I had an SSH app so that I could connect into our servers from my sidekick. You got a little caterpillar on you. He's, he's fine. He's happy. I'm, I'm fine with that, but it's going to be wasp food in a minute. Yeah, just yeah. put him on the table or something. Yep. Um, I, I had an SSH app on my sidekick so I could connect to our servers, so if anything went wrong, I could just connect remotely via the Edge network and try to do it because it was just text-based, so it didn't have to load a bunch of graphics or anything. So even if it was a slow network, I could get stuff done. Uh, and even on my honeymoon... Like, I took a little bit of time off. I had my sidekick with me, and I was constantly fixing shit because everything was always breaking back then because I was running it. So it's like, yeah, I'm on a vacation. But every, every 15, 30 minutes, like, hold on, I got to fix this real fast. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Wait, 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 uh, the server's down again. Let me just uh, reboot this. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's good. I mean, jumping technology has made it so easy for us to do this podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. having a DAT recorder that is not the crazy expensive thing and having three mics to plug into it and going wherever and it like yeah. this is not possible a few years ago at, at a level that we're doing it and like I, it's it's really incredible even when you know we started doing Rooster Teeth podcast and I would have to produce episodes on the on the road like before we did live video podcasts and we'd have to do audio ones if we were traveling at a convention or something like i'd have to bring a usb audio interface there was no way to record on the device Mm -hmm. like i'd have to plug it into my laptop my laptop would have to have enough space i'd have to record it all on there like it wasn't just bring the mics and a recorder it was bring the mics the audio interface the laptop make sure you have enough storage for it um like and all of that like this makes it so much easier you you put all this in your pockets yeah yeah so much better now God, I fucking hated that. I hated doing that shit on the road. And it's it, the, the funny thing, too, like, is you look back on it now, just a mere 20 years later, 15 years later, at those early days, 
and it seems like we were we were like we were like cavemen banging rocks oh together yeah. trying to make fire, you know. But at the time, we were we were like future dudes. Yeah, I felt I felt like I was in a science fiction movie most of the time for the first few years of Rooster Teeth, and yeah. we were it was just like it was so everything was happening so fast, and it felt like the future. <laughs> It felt like the but, Matrix was but, happening in front of us. I'll tell you what the problem was, and we kind of touched on this already. It's like the problem was you were or we were encountering problems that had not been encountered yet. Yes. So it's not like you could just go to Google and be like, how am I going to figure this out? How am I going to fix this? Right. Because I remember one time we were shooting a commercial for the PS3 version of Madden, and it was before the PS3 had come out. And we had this PS3 dev kit, and we were out in L.A. shooting it at that studio out over there. I think it was just me and Jason on that trip. And uh, we hooked the PS3 up to... The capture station there. Now, at first, we tried to hook it up to the TV there to make sure everything was working, mm -hmm. and we, we couldn't get a signal out of the dev kit. Like shit. All right, let's hook it up to the capture station. We hooked it up to the capture station. No signal out of the dev kit. It's like, is it broken? What's going on? It's like, and then you know, through like, let's try a different cable. Let's try this. Let's try in every TV we could find. Nothing's working. And eventually, I'm like, I bet I have a theory. I say, I bet this PS3 is outputting a resolution that none of these displays. Can capture right because back then you would have like a display oh, yeah. wouldn't auto yeah, detect yeah, yeah. a resolution. Yeah. It's like we have to figure out what resolution it's outputting, and then try to get it, try to find a display, set it up for that, and then do that. Uh, we ended up going to like an electronic store <laughs> because they had like I knew a, I was, like, a place with a bunch of TVs. Yeah, and be like, we're going to try every TV in this store and try to get this store. Eventually, we found it. it was like it was outputting like 480i or something. I was like, oh, okay, let's just change this to 1080p. Okay, 1080p. <laughs> so move it to another TV that's set up for 1080p. It's working. Okay, let's take it back to the commercial studio. Okay, great, it's working. We can, we can capture our footage. Actually, it might have been 720. We might have been working in 720 at the time, but whatever. Like, we had, it was like this whole, like, there's no, how do I? And then years later, I was like, I wonder how we could have fixed that. And I, I Googled it. It's like, oh, there was a button combination you could have held at startup to change the default resolution to whatever output you want. That nobody knew about at right, the time. Nobody or knew maybe about. that didn't exist at that time. That, be, that got they got patched in later right. when the when the problem was discovered. It's always always dumb shit like that. Like there goes 5 hours of our day trying to troubleshoot this stupid thing. And that was honestly why we got I mean I'd like to think that we got a lot of the work, commercial work we did because we were talented and professional and really good at deliverables. But I think a probably for just as big of a reason as all that is people would call us and they go, do you know how to capture video game footage? Yeah. And we go, yeah, of course. And they go, we got to hire you. Yeah. We're an ad agency. <laughs> we need video. And like, we just became known as the guys who could work with video games. And so we had a, you know, five, six year period. We talked about it a lot in the yeah. past working for different ad agencies, White and Kennedy, Richards Group, all kinds of people, uh, where we were just slammed with commercial work because there was nobody else that could do it. And it was a weird position because we were, you know, I know Bernie specifically hated it because he only wanted to work on RIP, which right. I also understood and, and ultimately I think we all agreed with. But they were throwing so much money at us so desperately that it was hard to say no, especially during some of the lean periods. Uh, well, also, yeah, we didn't, I think we've talked about this before, we didn't want to be like single-threaded. Yeah, we didn't want to be in, too single-threaded. business, yeah. But, uh, and then ultimately we just, we worked so long, so hard on it, we did so much of it, it it just we got burned out on it, and we eventually stopped doing that side of the business. Yeah, it was it just became too and, much, and I don't think anybody misses it. Sometimes I do. Do you really? Sometimes, yeah. What, yeah. What, is, what what do you miss about it? I think it was just I'm a big. It, it's weird to say I'm a big fan of some of the people we worked with on that stuff. That's true. Uh, That's true. And uh, it felt very. I want to say it felt like like I was validated. Like 
Yeah. It gets rid of your imposter syndrome to be like, okay. I'm working with these people who do this other stuff. Like, I must be good too. When you go into a, a, a when you go into a post house in L.A., like in Venice, and you're taking notes, and a guy who edited for Oliver Stone movies, like the guy who edited JFK, is telling you you gave him a good shot, or that that was a really clever thing to do, or yeah. that he really like it made us. Like got like I said, it, yeah. it, it really helped with the imposter syndrome. It was it was a real level of validation yeah. for a bunch of guys who were winging it. Yeah, you know? and, and I've talked about working th with them before, but like for me, it was going to to prologue. Yeah. Like I'd been such a fan of all all of their work for years, even before Rooster Teeth. Like I loved <sighs> what they did, and was like, I'm here at prologue working Dude. with them on on stuff. Not only were we at prologue working on stuff, that was that was the final commercial. It was pretty. It was pretty late. Yeah, uh, and that was the one of the ones where I left, and you—I think you were there for like another month. I was still like for a month there. <laughs> um, I remember that that being a big issue because the NBA Players Association. Yeah, they—they uh, they kept changing the deliverables on like what like we like we used to have these rules like you have to have if you're gonna have somebody appear from the waist up you have to have three people appear from the waist up and they can't nobody can be on the scene on the camera for more than one second was longer a, than the it was all these crazy rules. Yeah. Um, and we had to reshoot that entire commercial three times because I remember it started with, I want to say, Tony Parker. And they were like, now we can't use Tony Parker. And we're like, we're finished. Yeah. And they're like, now nah, you got to use somebody else. And it kept, they kept having to rotate it, players who and was shit. It? it was someone, someone from the Washington, was someone from Washington. The Washington Wizards? Yeah. I don't remember. That was a long time ago. But um, Washington. I just remember having to replace Tony Parker and being really pissed off. <laughs> Uh, that's when you left. Yeah, that's when I left. I, I, <laughs> but but to, to, to what Gus is speaking about is it was in prologue, and we went in there. Of course, you immediately signed NDAs because all around you, they're working on every intro sequence for every major movie that's coming oh, out really? a year from now. Yeah, like oh, everything wow. you want to see. Like, oh, I want to see that next year. You're like, holy shit, is that the intro to that movie that's just got announced? Wow, that's coming. And other video games yeah. too. Like they had some. I probably still can't talk about some of that stuff because yeah, it was all. But wow. there were some major video games there that they were doing work on, and we were just like, like, oh, holy. that's really fucking cool. But the guy to the left of me is holy shit. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Wow, those were those were fun. Run our test. Metal yeah, it was Metal World Peace. Yeah, that's who that's who ended up being right. in the final version of the commercial. So if you go back and watch that commercial, that was originally Hell he was probably yeah. a Laker at that point. But yeah, no, no, he was with Washington at that point. Was he still Ron Artest? It was, yeah, <laughs> it was like a beigeous uniform. Was that an old Washington Wizards uniform? It was definitely not a Lakers uniform. Anyway, whatever. Pistons, maybe. Uh, man, this is a good episode. Oh, could be. Yeah, he was he was in the Mouse of the Palace, right? Yeah. So he yeah. was Pistons. Yeah, yeah, that was that. He wasn't just in it. He was it. That yeah. was him, man. He changed his name because of that. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, this is a good episode. It's too fucking hot still. But it this is. Can we be done? It I'm, is I'm Texas done. hot, man. Um, so we will say that our Anma NFT is Pool Burger. Yeah. And and also, you know, hey, Deep Eddie Pool. It's so cool. Why not? You know? I, also, I wish I could jump in right now. Yeah, no you shit. Do uh, you guys ever play... Uh, uh, what is that Gems space War? game? No. The space horror Mass game. Effect. Dead no. Space. Dead Space. You guys ever played Dead Space? Yeah. yeah. Did you beat it? Yeah. Doesn't that art sculpture behind oh, it does. us look kind of like it, the obelisk? It's, it's the obelisk right thing. At the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the thing that made everybody crazy. All right, hang on. Let me get a picture. It's making me crazy. Yeah. That's all I've been thinking about this whole time. That's pretty cool. Okay, so um, we should, the Anima NFT, Pool Burger, Deep Eddie Pool. But uh, Anarchy Question. This is from, please respect hats <laughs> <laughs> on, on uh, the Anima subreddit, r slash Oh, covered in bugs. 
r slash anima podcast um their uh their personal flair on the uh subreddit is frank's wrecked car that's nice. <laughs> uh, they talked about the Kennedy, uh, the Kennedy School in Portland for a while, and uh, Again, how a little tickle from. <laughs> Dude, they're everywhere. It's on all you. over you. Not oh, I think it went into your shirt. Ah! It went into the collar. It's in your upper back. This sucks. <laughs> no. Are you safe? Did you get it? You want me to check? I think I got it. All right. We, uh, we can all take our shirts off in solidarity yeah, if it makes you feel better. On no, no, he's there. He, he's safe. Great. He's over there. He's, he's Fantastic. Um, anyway, here's the question for Please Respect Hats. There's another one. God damn. If you could bring any single business to Austin, what would it be? Could be anything from a restaurant you loved in another city, specialty store, entertainment venue, whatever. They said this is based on uh, Jeff, me, and you talking about an NBA franchise coming to Austin. Would be uh, cool. Well, I would say uh, NBA franchise is too obvious an answer. Uh, mm. I'm gonna go a little a little less obvious. Uh, I would, <laughs> as of now, as of today, I would I would put a horse track here. Oh God! Or yeah. maybe a medieval times horse track <laughs> or a medieval times. Neither one of those is a good answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy with that. They're of both those. awesome. Um, God, that's an interesting question. Like we kind of touched it before. One of the things I like about Austin is that for a long time it's fought outside chains and outside yeah. things from coming in and moving in. So I wouldn't want to give an answer that's. Like, like I don't like some chain that we don't have. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I wouldn't say like a crystal or a white castle or anything like that. Well, I'd definitely take a crystal over a white castle. I, I would too. But. Um, um, so I'm trying to think of something more unique. It'd be cool we could, if we had we a could theme duplicate. park. It'd be that would be cool. It would be cool if we had um, like so one of those indoor skiing places so I could go get some snow go <laughs> roll around and make a snow angel I right think, now I think you just want to be inside and cool I we'll be don't, in the car in a minute I don't want to be doing this well, anymore the faster you finish this That's question it. a snow an indoor snow place uh, batting cages Oh, uh, we got uh, batting cages. There we're, aren't enough, and they're not in, like, the city proper. Man, what are you, there's Bernie? One, this is like an old Bernie complaint. Oh, really? God. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that it was a batting cage. This you guys why, are so like. This is why you didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, batting cages are only, like, on the outskirts of Austin, and then there's, like, some gym that has yeah. batting cages. Hit but Academy. like, yeah, But, like, get me straight-up batting cages, put it, like, on MLK, mm -hmm. and let me just go to the batting cage. These should be celebration station down there by, like, 35 in Ben White, like, yeah. in the southeast mm -hmm. corner, but that's long. Not long anymore. Long like 20 not years ago. You have to go up to, like, Pflugerville, or you have, like, there, it, there's nothing close. And I, my wife does, loves batting cages, would love to go. Does main event have batting cages? I don't no. think so. No. No, that's too bad. No. Um, so that, that's what I would pick. That's a uh, good one. Yeah, batting cages. There so, you go. Horse tracks, batting cages, indoor snow mountain. Snow yeah. mountain. They've got uh, those. You've seen those? You got okay. Them. Snow that's, City, that's man. Crazy. Um, well, thanks for listening to this episode. We watched a wasp eat a bug. Uh, bugs landed on us. We got afraid of wasps, and we ate burgers. Um, and I, I, I gave water to a caterpillar. That was crazy. Um, and then the uh, then they all, the wasp gave death to it. Yeah, the, the caterpillar went and told all his friends, and they all swarmed Eric. Well, that's why they jumped on it, because he was full of water. You got one <laughs> on your foot now. No! Um, hey, come to RTX. Uh, that'll be very, very soon. July uh, 7th through 9th. Dude, this is insane. July 7th through 9th. Uh, come on out. See us. We're doing a live show. We're going to be drinking coffee, uh, hanging out with you guys. But me Staying and Jeff inside. are going to be doing the face uh museum but also announced now uh we're doing a break show live hell yeah uh we're gonna be opening packs of cards chasing a zim we're gonna be seeing what's happening uh and, it's gonna be great and one thing we want we uh -huh. actively want we want you to bring your weird packs mm. to, to rtx if you have any and we'll open you, it up you, on camera you should, yeah, we'll you should lead stage. a sing-along of break stuff by limp biscuit i don't think we're gonna do that you probably won't yeah probably won't let's break i understand 
<laughs> you can follow Stop. us at Anima Podcast to see pictures from this episode. It's just one of those ones. days. It's uh huh. Everything so, sucks. So come and get it. R slash Anima Podcast, but Instagram and Twitter is where you can find at Anima Podcast. Uh, Gus, Jeff, thank you so much for enduring the heat. Uh, it's June, so prepare for a few more months of this. Um, We're just getting started. Yeah, baby. Uh, anything you want to leave these uh, fine folks with? Any final thoughts, words, or prayers? Don't podcast outside. We're trained professionals. Yeah, and if you do come to Austin, bring sunscreen. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs>